Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. What's up, friends? Graham Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast for episode 340 with Eric Ream. Got a great show for you today. Eric is uh, obviously a fan, favorite friend, colleague, member of the Speaker Lab family. Always good to connect with him and have him back on the show. Today, he's here to talk about the importance of a signature message. Now, if you're not quite sure why a signature message matters, I promise you that he's going to answer that question and much, much more in this conversation. Eric also highlights eight essentials that will set you apart and lead to your success as a professional in the speaking industry. We're also going to talk about the four reasons why a signature message matters and the questions that you need to consider when developing that one-of-a-kind message. Eric also explains the value of coaching and together we're going to discuss how you can discover your own zone of genius. Our conversation benefits all stages of a speaking career to help ensure sustainability and viability in even the toughest of industry circumstances. This is a great episode. Let's get right into it. Here's my conversation with Eric Ream. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. We are joined uh, once again by uh, family, family favorite, family favorite, audience favorite, fan favorite, I don't know. We're off to a great start here. We got Eric Ream joining us. Eric's in the house. Eric, how are you today, sir? Grant, I uh, I'm doing great. I'm really I'm, I'm having a good time. You, you and got- I hung out, you and I hung out last night. That was that was great. This morning I've been working on my book. I'm doing this podcast with you. This afternoon I'm doing something new. I'm actually doing a talk for a fragrance company out in New York City. So this is new territory for me, man. I'm when, excited. I can't wait to hang out with him. When I think of Eric Ream, I think f- fragrance <laughs> uh, uh, aficionado there. So uh, today, today we're going to be talking about the the importance of a signature message. And, and I know, you know, obviously the past 12 months in the speaking industry in the world uh, has been very unique and interesting to say the least. A lot has changed, a lot continues to change in our industry. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is like, this is always the case. You know, I think obviously that in 2020, the pandemic was weird. It was unusual. It was strange, but there's always things that are happening, right? So whether that's a uh, wars, political uh, unrest, natural disasters, terrorist attacks, 9-11, recessions, pandemic, like fill in the blank, there's always going to be something that's going to be happening. And so one of the things that's important that we're going to get to today is you have to, to have a plan to be a viable speaker uh, and be able to do so for a sustained period uh, that's not going to completely disrupt you when things go wrong. So today we're going to be talking about how the best speakers not only survive during times of change, but how they thrive during them as well. Yeah, you're right, Grant. And and I think when you're thinking about disruptions, I think when you're thinking about conflict, tension, you know, that's the human experience, right? Tension and conflict, you can't move forward unless there's friction in life, right? So if you think about when you're in any industry, in any profession, the folks that survive are the professionals, 
And there's a big difference between someone who's a hobbyist, like they're just dipping their toe in the water. Is this right for me? Or if I'm a professional and that's in every phase of life and that's in every industry, that's in every profession. And we're no different as speakers. So really what's the difference between a hobbyist and a professional speaker? So here's some, here's some, some things I think about when I think of a professional speaker. Number one, a professional speaker has a consistent work habit. They show up every single day. It's just not, Hey, I want to try this on the weekends. I'm a weekend warrior. I want to try this when I feel like it, when I'm moved by it. No, they they wake up every day and they have a plan and they're consistent at their work habit. Another thing that professional speakers do really well is they reinvest back in their business. I had a mentor of mine tell me this early on when I started thinking about doing my own business, Grant. He always said, don't eat your seed. Don't eat your seed. And so uh, that's the same thing. When you start making some money and you will, if you have that consistent work habit, what are you going to do with that money? You got to reinvest it back in your business. The other thing that professional speakers really do well is they, they're constantly evolving and growing. You can't stay stagnant in this business. You can't stay stagnant in any profession. And we're no different. So are you evolving and growing? Another thing that professional speakers do is they're focused on networking. They're always uh, always looking at how can I expand my network? In fact, this is one thing I admire about you is that you have a fantastic network. You have a, a unbelievable network. In fact, that helped me because you actually referred me to someone that they literally signed the contract last night. So again, thank you for that. So uh, fo- professional speakers are always focused focus on networking. Another thing is they're, they develop and they follow a system. There's a system uh, that they follow. They have a, a methodology because you can't recreate the wheel every day. That's just, that's just mind numbing. That zaps your energy. So professionals follow a system. They're also client focused. That's what makes or breaks speakers. Honestly, you could be a really good speaker, but if it's all about you all the time, that's going to come up and bite you in the end. If you're focused on the client, how can I serve the client? How can I best edify them, edify their audience? Those are the ones that survive definitely during times of chaos. Another one is they clarify their audience. They know who they speak to. They know who they are. They know who my audience is and how I'm going to serve them. But the last one and the one we're going to talk about today, Grant, is that the professionals, uh, they have a signature message. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So what can you tell us about a signature message and the power behind Yeah, let's talk about why a signature message matters, especially right now. So I want to give you four reasons why a signature message is important. First of all, number one is it provides clarity for you and for your audience. Now, we've talked a lot on this podcast and some of our other trainings about the difference between being a steakhouse and a buffet. You know, so the analogy is that if we were going to a restaurant, we're looking for a good steak, we have a choice. We could go to a a buffet where steak is one of 100 things that they offer and they're all mediocre. Or we could go to a steakhouse where they do one thing, but they do that one thing really, really, really well. And so as speakers, we tend to default to, uh, I want to be a buffet. I want to offer as many things as possible, but it creates confusion both for yourself and for your audience. So one thing that you want to think about this is let's say someone was going to ask you, hey, who is a good person for um, for a, a, a accounting? I'm looking for a CPA, a tax person, or I'm looking for a realtor. Who do you know that does that? What you want to be is you want to be the person that's uh, the blank guy or gal. Okay. So People sometimes will think of me as, oh, he's the speaker guy, right? Versus people thinking of you like, wait, what is it that they do? Or are they still doing that? Are they bouncing around? So you want to make sure that it's really, really clear about what it is that you do. It It provides clarity for you and for your audience. Second thing is it's much easier to pivot into various platforms with one central message than with multiple ones. So if you say, okay, here's my signature message, here's my core idea that I teach, and I want to expand that beyond speaking, I want to do coaching, consulting, I want to write a book, I want to do an online training. It's much easier to do that because the audience is able to follow along with you versus 
saying, hey, I want to speak to this audience on this thing, but I want to write a book on a totally unrelated topic. And I want to create a course on a totally different topic than that. So you don't want to do that. Number three, is it's good for your brand and it attracts the right audience to you that wants to and needs to hear your message. So one of the things I believe is that consistency builds integrity. Consistency builds integrity, meaning that you're doing, you're showing up doing the same thing. And again, I, I kind of referenced this a minute ago, but uh, there are a lot of entrepreneurs and speakers who they just kind of bounce from idea to idea. And so there are times where uh, I may be talking with a with a friend or something or like, hey, what whatever happened to that, that one person? Are they still doing that one thing? No, 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 they've, they've shift gears more multiple times. They teach gardening now. It's like, I thought they were doing Facebook ads last week. Like, where did that come from? So you don't want to be that person that's just kind of this flavor of the week topic. So again, when, when you are, are consistent, it, it, it's good for your brain and attracts the right audience that, that wants to and needs to hear your message. And then last and finally is it's profitable. Like we firmly believe that you want to be an inch wide and a mile deep. Uh, an expression maybe that you've heard before is that the riches are in the niches. So don't try to be all things for all people, but instead like double down focus. And not only does it help create clarity for yourself and for the audience and for the marketplace, but uh, it's it helps you to absolutely be more profitable in your business. Uh, Eric, can you give us some examples here of what the, uh, maybe some speakers who have had that signature message are kind of known for one specific subject or topic? All right. We got to back up just a second. I've never heard that before, but I love it. The riches are in the niches. You've never heard that before? No, that's awesome. In fact, I want to make a shirt on that and I want to start wearing that around, <laughs> man. That is fantastic. I love it. I did not come up with that, but that has been around for a long time. You got to get out more, my friend. <laughs> All right. So let's play a word game, Grant. I want to throw out a speaker, a famous speaker that everybody's probably heard before. And you tell me what he's known for. You ready? I'm ready. John Maxwell. What's he known for? I'm going to let people just pause and think about it for a second. He's got probably 54 books uh, and they're all on leadership. That's right. He is the leadership guru. Now, here's a fanboy moment. Have you ever seen him speak live? I have not seen him speak live. I, I used to follow around, man. I, I like like people follow the Grateful Dead. I used right. to follow John Maxwell around. I went to many of his stuff and I, I, I realized that he loved Diet Pepsi. So I wanted to stand out. And so one time afterwards, I went and approached him and said, hey, hey, John. He goes, yeah. I go, I got a Diet Pepsi for you. <laughs> and I so handed him a Diet Pepsi and he gave me this look like, you're an idiot, man. So and sketchy. Then, yeah, yeah. And then I realized what my superpower is. You know what my superpower is? What? I'm shameless, man. I just don't care. I really don't. I was a cheerleader in high school. All right. Just ponder on that one for a moment. So I think we want to. Yeah. So I'm shameless. I just don't care, but that's actually opened some doors for me. But yeah, he is the leadership expert. Here's another one. If I say Melanie Diesel, one of our, probably the, one of the best students we've ever had in the hall of fame of students, Melanie Diesel, one of the uh, former students, what would you say her brand is? She's all about storytelling and brand That's marketing. Right. Yeah. Storytelling. And your buddy, uh, ping pong champion, uh, John Acuff, what's well, he about? He's second place to me, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, he's big on he's big on goals, starting goals, finishing goals, setting goals, creating goals, uh, working toward goals. Yep, yep. Now, Jeffrey Gittimer, he's a big sales guru. I used to follow him quite a bit. So he's all about sales. Connie Podesta, uh, I've followed her a couple of times from stage. She's a uh, Hall of Fame, uh, NSA Hall of Fame speaker. She's all about human engagement. You've interviewed this guy many times, Clint Pulver. He is fantastic. He's all about employee retention. You think about Clint Pulver? He's talking about how can you make your place attractive for employees? One of our students, that's doing really well. Melody Tao, she's all about uh, social media. Mark Loresta, one of our UK friends, both of us have been on his podcast. Now I heard mine was a little better than yours, but hey, that's just the uh, insider information. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he's all about purpose. He talks about purpose. By the way, I think he won a podcast award out there in the UK. So he's big shout out to Mark. Nanette Hitchcock and Rick Clemens, both of our, both coaches of ours. Nanette's known for leadership and Rick Clemens, what's he known for, Grant? Mindset. 
That's right. So there's examples of professional speakers that got it down their signature message. Yeah. And so it's not about like when, when change happens in our industry, it's, it's already going to be occurring. It's already going to be taking place. It's not a matter of if, but when it's kind of like, you know, should you buy an umbrella? Well, it's not raining, but that doesn't mean it's never going to rain. It's going to rain at some point and you have to be prepared for it. So it's important that, that as speakers, that we have this, this anchor, the solid foundation in which to operate and a signature message is exactly how you do that as a speaker. So Eric, I think you've done a really good job kind of, of learning this, figuring this out over the past couple of years. I've seen your own, uh, involvement into this signature signature message. So can you talk us through like what the, the evolution has been like for you? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to do a little insider trading here, Grant, do me a favor. Uh, everybody is listening right now. Can you guys take out your stopwatches and hit start? Because Grant, right before he came on here, said, Eric, you talk too darn much, dude. This isn't <laughs> the Eric show. It's not the Grant show. It's the, this is a show for the people. So Eric, can you do me a favor? You've got 50,000 bullets. We, we, we kind of talked about ahead of time. Eric, you got 50,000 bullets. Nobody wants to hear your story. So here we go. So I said, Grant, how much time we have? He said, Eric, you got two minutes. So I got two minutes to tell you what, uh, what this is all about. So Grant, the primary reason I was hesitant to go full-time was I wasn't sure if my business would make it during town times. I mean, I was doing great during good times. What happens if downtimes happen? There's a recession or something like that. Well, how about a global pandemic? And so my story is I, I got in the utility industry because of a hot girl. Can we just say, hallelujah, I married up. That's what that's the book I need to write, Grant, is how to marry up. My Today's my wife's birthday. I got in the utility world because of her. I wanted to win her over. So I moved to the town she was in. I took the job. I won the girl. We got married. But I stayed in the utility world, and I started finding my niche speaking in the utility world. Then as I began to do that, I discovered this seed, this little signature message that within the the speaking, uh, the utility world, I started speaking on this idea of human dynamics. And so I began blogging about it, I began feedback. I got feedback on it. People liked it. I started landing some keynotes on the, on human dynamics grant. I developed a separate workshop. I got good feedback from that. Then the pandemic hit and I decided, I decided I'm going to double down on this signature message that is human dynamics. I developed some webinars, a virtual keynote, a virtual series, now what I'm doing, Grant, is I'm going all in on it. I'm updating my website, all my signature message. I'm doing a demo reel, all my signature message. I'm writing a book, all my signature message. I'm starting a podcast on this signature message. All my branding is going to be about human dynamics, discover significance. I'm doing an online course. What's this going to do? It's going to increase my exposure on my brand for keynotes, workshops, online courses, a one-on-one -on -one signature coaching thing I'd like to do. And ultimately, I'd like to take everybody that wants to do it with me on an a annual retreat. That's where I want to take this thing, Grant. And I learned that from you. All right. So I'm going to turn it over to you. How'd I do? Was it under yeah, yeah. two minutes? Two minutes and 23 seconds. So oh my gosh, I still failed. You should have taken the over. Uh, but here's what's <laughs> important though. It's like we talked about, it's been an evolution for you, meaning that you didn't discover that initially. It's something that you, you've grown into, you've pivoted. And so it's important that, that we as speakers, we don't get frustrated as we search for our own signature message. I think oftentimes we feel like we have to have it nailed from day one. Okay, I want to be a speaker. Or I'm getting started or I've been at this for a few months or a few years and I got I just got to know right now. I got to know that I got to know that I got to know. And the truth of the matter is, is it, is it takes a little while. It takes a minute here to kind of pivot and figure this out. It's an, it's again, kind of an evolutionary process. And so here's some ways to get to that point. Here's a couple of questions I want you to be thinking about. First of all, is what's your background? You mentioned that you came out of the utility world. You mentioned that you also in the military, that you were an expert in uh, human dynamics and, and nonverbal communication. And so you recognize some of these like skills that you have. So what's your own background? What do you, where do you have credibility? What are things 
things that you know something about? What is it that people ask you questions about? What is it that, that feels like common knowledge to you, but is mind blowing to everybody else? What's your passion? What are you interested in? What are you passionate about? What are you excited about? What do you, what do you look forward to working on? What do you think about? What is it that other people say about you? So clues on your strength can be based on, on feedback that you get from other people. You know, Eric, this was something I kind of went through recently in the, a couple of weeks ago where I was trying to think through, uh, I'm working with a coach and he was challenging me to think about what's my zone of genius? Where can I best add value for uh, within our company and with, with working with people? And so I went around to a bunch of other people and just kind of asking them like close friends, trusted friends, people that know me well and say, hey, what, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are the things that may seem obvious obvious to you that I'm just blind to, that I'm just missing. Uh, and one of the things that, that you may have heard us say before is it's hard to read the label from inside the jar. And so it's helpful to get that outside feedback from other people who may say, you know what, you're really, really good with this. Or it seems like every time we talk, you bring this up. And again, some of those things may be obvious to other people that you may just be missing. So getting that outside feedback from and perspective from others is important. Also, do you have other specific skills or certifications, any type of specific training in your, in your work or education or anything that you've gained? Uh, and then also just just be aware of like, where's the momentum taking you? Like it, it's much, again, much easier to get booked with a specific message. So if you've been speaking for a little while and you notice that you're, you know, you're trying to market one way and trying to promote one type of message, but uh, you're having people who are regularly saying, Hey, can you, could you speak on this? And you're getting more and more invites to speak on a certain topic or the topic that you're trying to speak on. You're just not getting anywhere. Like, I think it's really important just to, to, to have, to, to lean into your own intuition and feel like, am I on to something? Is this working or is the market telling me something different? So you have to be aware of something. Some of those signs. So Eric, any other thoughts on how to uncover your, your signature message? Well, I'm just curious on this uh, zone of genius thing. Cause you, uh, you texted me on that. So I'm, I'm glad to know I was in that circle of friends and you asked me what you're, by the way, I thought you just asked me now. I, I realize you asked a lot of people. So I thought it was a personal <laughs> thing. So man, that kind of, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta get an aggregate there. You gotta get uh, some <laughs> feedback from everybody. I'm just curious. What did you learn from it? What, what is your zone of genius? I'm just curious what, what, what you got out of it. Yeah. So one of the things I did was I, I again, messaged a bunch of uh, probably, I don't know, 15 or so people um, and, and basically wrote down all of their answers. And some of them were, you know, texted back, some of them sent a video back, um, or some of them sent an email back or Google doc back. And so really just trying to like, look for themes that were jumping out. What were the things that people talked a lot about? People kept referencing. Uh, what are the things that resonated with me as I was kind of reading back over what everybody had said? Um, it's really helpful. It's, it's again, it's, it's helpful to, to think about what some of those things are that people, uh, see in you that again, you may be completely blind to. Hey friends, do you know the five steps to book more gigs and get paid as a speaker? Well, if not listen up because these same five steps to help me to grow a seven figure speaking career are all laid out in great detail in my latest book, The Successful Speaker. Five steps for booking gigs, getting paid, and building your platform. Whether you want to speak as a side hustle or your dream is to become a full-time professional speaker, I know what it takes. I share all of that with you in this definitive step-by-step -step roadmap. Let me be your guide. Learn from my mistakes. Get paid what you know you're worth to share your unique message on stage. If you want to read the first chapter for free or just check out the book, go to thespeakerlab.com slash book. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash book. Check out your copy of The Successful Speaker.
Yeah. So what was it that you found? What would what'd you discover? What your zone of genius? I'm just curious. Yeah. A couple of things people mentioned. One was uh, leadership uh, as far as uh, leadership and vision were, were two things that went well together uh, as far as like how we lead the, the company, how we lead the, the speaker lab. Um, another thing was working with people and letting people um, have ownership of what it is that we're doing, uh, interacting with people, networking with new people. That's something that you, you mentioned, um, building relationships with people. So yeah, it was, uh, those are things I feel like I, I do a good job with. Um, certainly not perfect by any means, but it's certainly things that uh, once you're aware of those things, then it helps you to, again, to be more aware of opportunities where you can continue, can continue to, to utilize those things. Yeah. And I bring that up because I think that would be something that speakers might want to think about doing. Just ping some folks and ask them, you right. know, be intentional. What do you think? What do you think my, my zone of genius is? And I think your biggest one is how quickly you just move off stuff, man. You don't hang on to stuff. That is fantastic. I love how you just like wash your hands. Like I'm done with it. It ain't working. It's like, that's really cool, man. I wish I had that. So here's some things uh, Grant that you could do to test out ideas is you need a creative outlet. You need to have an outlet where you can get out of your head because I think that's part of it. Sometimes is we overthink it and we're, it gets in our head. And if you can get it out of your head, something magical happens. So what I did, Grant, is I just started a blog. Are blogs even a thing anymore? I think it is, right? I, I, I so. still like to write, but I, I, I love to blog. I love to, it was like my workbench and I just tested ideas and I, I began to realize, boy, this is easy for me to write about and this is hard for me to write about. And people started to follow my blog and I, I was able to follow the analytics and I could see where, I'd have spikes on different topics and other topics was like cricket. So that was really a good way for me to test out some, out some ideas. Now I'm not, I haven't done YouTube. I know you've messed around with it a little bit. I know Melody, uh, she does a lot with YouTube. I know one of our former uh, colleagues, Nick, uh, that's really where he took off was on yep. YouTube. So it's really a good way to test ideas. That's another one. Podcasting. That's something that I, I know you probably learned a lot in these. Uh, is this like episode 5,000? I think We're getting uh, there. So you've, you, you've learned a lot just on the podcasting, right. And, and discover, by the way, you've had some great people on the podcast. Uh, so yeah, that's another one. Another one is uh, various social media channels. Um, I know this clubhouse thing is kind of a big thing. I think you're gonna be doing a podcast on that. And so yep. just using social media channels as a way to get things out. And then here's one. How about speaking events themselves? You know, I can't tell you how many times, Grant, I've tried ideas and I've actually done it at speaking events. And it landed well or didn't land well. And I had to, you know, lean into same things and move awesome things. So just having a creative outlet is a, another way that you can really kind of peel back and find that signature message. What about, what about mindset? We were talking about that was Rick's thing. Well, what do you think about mindset when it comes to signature messages and speaking, Grant? Yeah, we've gone over a lot of just, you know, practical things that you can be doing as far as testing ideas of getting feedback, of kind of doing some, some deep work to really think about, like, what are you good at? What are you passionate about? What are the opportunities that exist for you? But a lot of this also comes down to your mindset because this, let's be honest like figuring out what that signature message is for you uh, it can be difficult and it can be overwhelming it can be stressful at times so a couple of thoughts that we would have for you here uh, is one be willing to experiment like you, you're not going to get it right on the first try you know you mentioned earlier Eric um, one thing I, I I do it I feel like I do a decent job of it is try something if it works awesome let's double down on it or how do we optimize it and make it better and if it's not working that's fine move on from it and that's happened numerous times in my own speaking career of hey here's a topic I'm kind of interested in I'm not going to scrap everything that's been working and go all in on this, but let's try this. And if it's got some legs and it's got some uh, opportunities there, then let's lean into that more. And if it's not working, that's fine, but be willing to experiment, be willing to pivot and course correct if necessary. Another thing I would say would be to be authentic. Like don't chase events. You want to make sure that it, it fits your, your message and your brand. And, and as speakers, the challenge here is 
we love to speak. And so for, especially early on, you're just looking for any possible at bat, you know, of course I can speak about that. It's kind of like the handyman who, who I can, I can fix anything and everything. I can mow your lawn. I can fix your gutter. I can paint your house. And it's just like, it starts to break down at some point of, can you really do all of these things? So, so don't just, uh, don't try to justify any type of event. Like you, you don't want to be the, again, that, that Jack of all trades. Another thing here is to be coachable. You know, you cannot do this alone. We've been talking about this before, but again, like we said, it's hard to read the label from inside the jar. And so we've got a, a team of coaches here within the speaker lab who work with our students on a daily basis of helping them again, kind of get out of their own way or see their blind spots or kind of talk through and talk out what that signature message could be and what it's looked like. Also be willing to evolve and grow. So just because what your signature message is today, it doesn't mean that it's going to be that two, three, five, 10, 20 years from now. So a lot of speakers, if you look at their history and trajectory, it changes over time as the market changes, as needs change, as their own personal interests change, as their stage of life changes, then it may evolve and change. So don't feel like I'm, I'm picking a signature message and I'm getting a tattoo and this is some, the only thing I can ever do forever and ever and ever. It's okay if you evolve and change it. But again, we want to pick a path and pick a course here where we're not just, again, bouncing around all the time. And then also recognize that pruning is part of the game. Like the more you narrow down to your signature message, the better for you, the better for the market, the better for your business. So don't be afraid to prune your speaking business to remain viable during a pandemic and beyond. And so uh, it kind of goes back to that, the 80-20 principle, right? You want to be aware of what's working, what's not working. And the things that aren't working, like cut those things. We try to do that in our own business is look at like, what's the what's the 20% we're doing that's producing the 80% of the results? And what's the the uh, the 20 percent of what we're doing that's also a waste of time and so being aware of those things so that you can prune uh, and make some changes and adjustments so eric anything to add on on mindset anything else that we should be thinking about or aware of there no i i think the biggest one that you highlighted there grant is just the coach coaching thing i i think it's and when i look back at my life whenever i've really had breakthroughs it's because i had someone coaching me through it whether it be when I was in cross country and I, I went to division one level and was running with one of the top five running programs in the country, it was coaching that took me to the next level. And it's been that way in every phase of life. And you're, if you're a lone wolf, you're not going to last very long. You got to be a part of, com of a community and you got to have somebody that's in your ear. I mean, you were huge for me, Grant. I mean, huge for me when I was just trying to figure this all out. I mean, you know me now. I mean, you know a little bit too much. I mean, you know that I'm not really that special of a person. I just got a lot of energy and I'm willing to go out and do it. And so you were willing to coach me along the way. And if I didn't have that coaching, I wouldn't be here with you right now. So I don't want to just gloss over the fact that you need people in your life that's going to help you. Let's uh let, let's bring this plan in for a landing here. So let's kind of summarize what we've covered and talked about. The, the best speakers, again, they're the ones that thrive long-term because they have that signature message. They're not just kind of bouncing around like a pinball. When you hear their name, you know their message. And that's what you want. That's the kind of speaker that you want to be positioned as. Another thing here is the signature message allows you to pivot as the industry changes so that you can remain viable in any environment. So whether, again, it's a pandemic or whether it's a terrorist attack or whether it's an economic collapse or whatever may be happening in the world, you're able able to pivot based on uh, industry changes and, and uh, still, again, remain viable. Another thing that we talked about is that a, a signature message is more profitable. It's more durable. There's more angles you can go at it with. So Eric, you touched on 
that started it for you as a speaker, but now it's evolved into working on a book or working on a course, or working on various workshops related to that signature message and other ways that you can deliver that. So also, like we talked about, you can discover your signature message by asking key questions. So what, again, what is your, your passion? What are you passionate about? What's your background? What is your skill set? What are the opportunities in the marketplace for you to, uh, to serve and support people? And then also recognize, like we talked about with mindset, it takes time to discover and hone in on your signature message. So be patient. This is a, uh, again, an evolving process. Don't feel like you have to have it nailed on. All right, I'm going to set aside an hour on a Friday afternoon and try to knock this out. Like it doesn't work like that. I remember hearing the expression that things that are marinated taste better than things that are uh, than, than things that are not right. Things that are cooked in a crock pot are better than things that are cooked in a microwave. So if you just try to fast forward this process of just like, and eh, just like, like a microwavable dinner or something, you're going to get it in result, but it's not a good in result. It's not a quality in result. So let it like, just let that marinate, like just soak on that, carry it around for a couple of weeks. Again, get that feedback from other people to figure out like, what's that core signature message that you have. Find that creative outlet. Like Eric talked about test ideas, social media, blogs, podcasts, write something on Facebook, write something on a blog, do a, a YouTube video and see what resonates, like see what sticks. Use it again as kind of a, uh, a laboratory, a, a workbench to just test out different ideas. And then also recognize, again, it takes a mindset to find and deliver an effective signature message. So recognize it's more than just writing down a couple of ideas and, and going for it. Uh, but the, your mind, your mindset has to be there as well. So again, kind of a summary of what we've, we've covered, what we've talked about, the importance, the value of the signature message. Eric, I'm going to turn it back over to you and uh, I'll... Uh, Reluctantly, I'm going to give you the final word here. <laughs> well, first of all, every time I hang out with you, Grant, I get hungry because all you do is talk about food, man. I mean, we we went from steaks to buffets. You know, sometimes you talk about tacos or uh, you know uh, cupcakes and and marinating mm. stuff. Mm. I'm just hungry now. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I would say this, Grant. But the bottom line is, is that as a speaker, you just got to be known for something. And so when someone says your name in the industry, and if people can't quickly say, oh yeah, Grant, Grant's the, the speaker guy, then you're losing it. You're missing an opportunity. So you got to be known for something. That's your signature message. And if you do that, Grant, then success, at least in the speaking world, is going to be your constant companion. Oh, and it also pays well too. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. Again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.